Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Dylan, a lot of people will want to know, do you plan to return next season? Just uh, too fresh. I'm just, uh, I'll figure that out real soon, though. Dylan, you're a transfer portal person. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of roster turnover, or is it going to be just guys making the best decision for themselves between now and the bowl game? I think God's got a plan for everyone individually, and I think, you know, that's, that's a BV question for sure. That was University of Oklahoma starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel. For now. For now. Um, after the game, asked by a pool of reporters about his status moving forward with the University of Oklahoma. Do you like how I, I basically just reframed everything that we just listened to? So that was Uselessly. like that was like uh, so many of the local reporters around here on Twitter. When something is released by OU, they literally just reword everything in a quote tweet instead of just retweeting it. Yes, that's what that was. But, yeah, I loved I it. Played, it was great. I played with um, this – he actually played it. Wisconsin linebacker named Alex Lewis was a really good player. Uh, he was an instinct guy, okay? That's how I'd like to put this nicely. And we came in together. We were rookies together. He's the guy. Remember me telling you the story of um, a linebacker coach got up and got in his face and said, you ever fall, again, fall asleep again, I'm going to hit you right in your bleeping mouth. <laughs> That's him. That was our very first meeting right after the draft. Found his way to Wisconsin. Beautiful. Um, So, like, he was always kind of – we called him uh, No Clue A. Lou, which, you know, (laughs) in hindsight wasn't very nice. But whenever the coach would ask him something, he's like, okay, it's two by two. Uh, we're We're in cover three. Where do you line up? And he would go, it's two by two in cover three. Where do I line up? You, where do I line up? You know, just buying time, repeating the question to buy time, and that's basically what I, I was doing. Oh, with I Dylan thought he Gabriel. was going to say, "Who cares, man? It's not that deep. Who cares if I'm a step <laughs> off? It's not that deep, bro." Come, hey, it's hey, too soon for that. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I'll wait a couple weeks. I'll wait till um, we're deeper in the offseason. What'd you think about that? I'll play it again. Dylan, a lot of people will want to know: Do you plan to return next season? Just uh, too fresh. I'm just. Uh, I'll figure that out real soon, though. We think that's interesting. Well, I don't. I don't think it's interesting. Oh, I do. Why don't you find it interesting that he was flat out asked it, what like his future and he's like ah I don't really know I I'll, I'll, I'll think about it later we'll figure dude it out. Tyler come on man I don't think he's gonna leave that's not what I'm saying I just think that that comment was was interesting well here's the thing you you gotta understand and you know you understand this you're a millennial as are you <laughs> actually. You're at the very end of it, but you are. I'm not a millennial. Anyway. Personality type does not align. No, um, 100%. Here's the thing. Dylan Gabriel isn't going to announce that he's coming back to the University of Oklahoma in a stinky under uh, belly of 
Texas Tech Stadium after an overtime loss hey, in the game that the they Big led 24 Hey, he was Big 12 co-offensive player of the week. Like, why does it have to be, like, some big grand announcement? Why can't he just say, like, yeah, I plan to be back? It had to be some everything, grand announcement. Everything is a grand announcement. Eh. He's He's got some – he's got to have some big – a graphic that says he's happy to announce he's coming back. Oh, why? So 90% of the of fan Oklahoma. base can say, you suck. I wish you were going back to UCF or UCLA. No, look. It, I, it's I, just I, how it goes, I man. think I think he's coming back, mostly because, well, where else is he going to go if it's not OU, right? But I just – that was I don't know. That just was, was interesting that that's well, how He could it go back handled. to UCF. I think they're playing in the uh, – are they playing in the AAC championship? Yeah, they're at Tulane. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this text says, will Teddy be returning to the ref next year? Well, that question is basically this response. Just uh, too fresh. I'm just – I'll figure that out real soon, though. Yeah, basically the same answer that Dylan Gabriel gave. <laughs> it is too fresh. And uh, I'll just say this. There's an, an announcement uh, pending, Okay. Announcement pending. Should I re- uh, release a graphic? Another announcement? Because I heard an announcement today that you're off Monday and Tuesday of next week. So, I, uh, it's great. Glad to hear that there's another announcement coming as well. Monday and Tuesday? What do you mean of next week? I heard that you're off Monday and Tuesday of next week. That's what I heard earlier today. Is that false? Well, it's going to be Monday and Tuesday of every week. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I don't. I don't doubt that. Uh, let's see. I, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to. Hey, you know what? That was actually nice. That four day weekend was really cool. Why don't we make that permanent? Kendall's, I'm going to release a graphic. Kendall says Teddy wants to believe that DG is staying on board this struggle train. Three exclamation marks. Gunny says DG is probably tired of some of these Sooner fans and their blank attitude. Um, let's see. Only thing that could have made this weekend worse is if Kansas State had lost and Texas made the Big 12 championship. That's true. At least you didn't have that. Yeah. Well, um, I do believe Dylan Gabriel is staying. Um, if I had to put a percentage on whether or not Dylan Gabriel stays or – I guess goes to the NFL uh, or what transfers he graduated. I don't even know if he's graduated. I don't know if he he has does. Or not. He's already used his free transfer. Um, that doesn't mean that he can't transfer again. He obviously can. But yeah, it. I my percentage that Dylan Gabriel stays at the University of Oklahoma. Ninety nine percent. I'll take I'll the leave, over. I'll take the over on that, please. I'll leave one percent in there for. Uh, uh, some wild occurrence, but Dylan Gabriel, in my opinion, will be back. Yeah, and he should be. I, th- yeah. th- this is his best option, w- without a doubt, man. Well, I mean, I, I know that this is a 6-6 six and six program right now, but I, I I, just I don't think that he can go and start for Ohio State next year or anything like that. His, his best option is to stay here, and he will. Well, you know, I know that – I know that these players are young and – you know, I'm not. I, they, some guys more than others, but have an appreciation for what Oklahoma has done. I, whenever you see a program that's like the winningest program in the modern era, or whatever it is that we are, like I, I don't know all of the the different details, and 
and it's pretty much continued right up until this year, the year that you were here, it's not like you can go, man, that place stinks. I'm not going there. I'm going somewhere else. Like, this was an anomaly year, and it's not like you can blame like, the history or anything else uh, for the for the season, right? It's you got to – and I'm not trying to place blame on the season on Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I think, I think Dylan Gabriel, for the most part, played really well this year. You know, maybe not – uh, yeah. uh, as good as a lot of people thought, okay. but yeah, um, I, I mean, there, there was just it was very hot and cold with him, but um, he again, he's not the main reason why this team finished six and six on the year. I don't even think yeah. he's the biggest reason offensively why they finished six and six. But right. there, there was there was certainly some very cold moments this year with him. I mean, would you rather have Quinn Ewers? Dylan Gabriel threw for a thousand more yards than Quinn Ewers. Well. I mean, I, and how much more money did Texas pay for him than no, no. – OU got right. off uh, on the cheap on that one. Yeah. They got a good deal. No, I, I, I think Dylan Gabriel, um, he was not perfect this year, but like his quarterback efficiency is second in the conference only to Max Duggan. Um, his yards per game passing was number one in the conference. Um, touchdowns, he was number two in the conference behind only Max Duggan. Interceptions, uh, for, for any of the guys at the top, he was below everyone except for Adrian Martinez and Max Duggan. So, yep. Well, like him, love him, hate him, he will be uh, your starting quarterback game one next year. That 99% that you just threw out, yeah, that's my, that's my percentage on that happening. Yep. That now I am not going to completely close the door on he starts game one and he finishes the year as the starter. I think that the odds are in favor of that as well. But I think that there could be a situation where you know Jackson Arnold lights it up as soon as he gets here. Uh, maybe Dylan Gabriel struggles, and I mean we're so far away from that. But I I won't completely close the door on that situation. It could happen. But a lot of things yeah. are going to have to happen first before we start having that conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, you, uh, you wanted to uh, throw out some numbers here. Here's how things – these are Big 12-only stats, so just the nine games that each team played in the conference. OU finished with the number 10 total defense out of all 10 teams in the conference. Hey-o. They finished with the number one total offense in the conference. Nice. Uh, number nine rush defense, number one rush offense, number 10 pass defense, number 10 in sacks, number nine in penalties, number 10 in time of possession. So basically mm. everything, they were either the best in the conference or the worst in the conference. Not a whole lot of in between. You're either first or you're last. They took that to heart this year. Yeah. Love it. Well. I, it, it, they, they, that must have been the moniker. I thought best is the standard was kind of what the saying, but I guess that's the, the real saying inside the walls there. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Sell out, right? Sell out. What is the text line saying? Throw some text at me. Is DG waiting to see where Mims ends up? No, I don't think so. Mims is – uh, going to end up in the NFL draft or back at the University of Oklahoma. You can't use the excuse of bad, annoying fans. That's literally every blue blood school. They are taught to expect it and ignore it. That's just fans, unfortunately. 
Uh, let's yeah. see. Ru- I don't. I don't think the fans are going to have anything to do with what Dylan Gabriel does. No, I don't think so either. Rumor is that Woody and Jalen are leaning to go to the NFL. How much different could their stock upgrade if they were to come back? Uh, Who is that? Who is Jalen? Who are you talking about with Jalen? Jalen. It must mean Jalen Redmond. Is is yeah. I don't feel like oh, Jalen Redmond's coming he, back. No, I don't. Does he even have an option to yeah, come back? Yeah, I think he can come back. Yeah, but okay. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I guess there's that possibility. I, I had just always kind of felt like he was going to be gone, but I don't know now that it's, uh, it's up uh, now. Um, you know, I with Mims. I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think he left quite a bit of meat on the bone this year, as far as going to the NFL and making that leap. Um, you know, I, I guess you can never be shocked if someone does that. Uh, my hope is that he comes back, but you know, one thing needs to happen at the. We we have got to get better at wide receiver. Hundred percent. Have to. Have to get better at wide receiver. I mean, there was what a lot of dro- there was a lot of drop deep balls this year, man. A lot um, contested catches. They weren't the best this year. I mean, they did some really good things. They did some really good things on Saturday. Mims, yeah. twist, but it's I, I don't know, man. I, I said Dylan Gabriel was very hot and cold this year. I think that the offense as a whole was very hot and cold. I thought the receivers were very hot and cold. The team overall was very hot and cold this year, but the receivers fall yeah. in that category. When they were good, sure. they were really good, but there were times like in the Bedlam game where, I mean, they were bad. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Yeah. Well, here's kind of the way I view what has happened this year with the University of Oklahoma offense. We are at wide receiver, and you've heard me talk about this, and it's not just wide receiver, it's usually every position. You need to either be devastatingly fast or devastatingly big. And we are smaller than average and slower than average. And that is not a good combination. And I'm talking about an overall wide receiver core. I'm not I'm not talking about anyone individually. Just overall as a wide receiver core. So what happens in these games is we start off hot, we are uh we're we're flying offensively and teams to stop the run, start to they play single high, man-to-man, cover one, or cover zero and bring pressure. All right? And they pile the box and everyone gets super tight to the line of scrimmage because most of our passing plays are either right there at the line or kind of go balls. Yep. And That's where I was Saturday. the idea is like, well, we feel like we could run with you and challenge the deep balls. And we can put pressure on the quarterback quickly by going zero. So everyone gets super tight to us, crowd the box, makes it difficult to run as the game wears on. And we don't have the ability at wide receiver to be able to beat people with speed and route running. Now, what happened against Tech is our guys started winning on some deep balls. 
and we started connecting on a lot of those. And that's like the risk-reward whenever you pile in there and go uh, no safety over the top and you're playing press man and you do get beat off the line of scrimmage and we connect on a deep ball, we turn your lights out, and that's what we were able to do. We made some good competitive deep ball catches. They left Mims open a couple of times. I don't know how you do that. And we were able to make them pay. But that's what's happened to our offense this season is everyone has gotten tighter and tighter to the line of scrimmage, makes those bubbles uh, less effective, makes the running game less effective, and we don't have much of an answer for it. Uh, let me get to three texts, and then we'll get to our under-the-radar player coming up next segment. Uh, DG is staying. Only way he leaves is if Levy leaves for another job. Well, I don't think Levy's leaving for another job, but even if he did, I still feel like Dylan Gabriel's best option would be here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What will happen with Theo Wees? Well, reportedly he's in, going to enter into the portal. Um, with the season wrapping up, what's the off season look like for you two? Well, I'll be working every day and a lot of Saturdays during basketball season. Teddy will be here around two to three days a week, most likely. So, that's it. About to be uh, uh, basketball coverage a little bit, especially if they keep playing well. Uh, beef up basketball. Uh, softball around the corner. <laughs> it's always softball season. We will have tons of recruiting talk as uh, signing day approaches. There's going to be tons of transfer portal stuff. Uh, you know, obviously we still have the bowl game. Be talking about that. And, you know, we will – it's crazy, but spring ball will be here before you know it, which, you know – you got January, February, and then usually what a week into into March is whenever teams across oh. the country. And I don't know what our schedule is going to be, but it gets on you pretty quick. So we'll be we'll be talking football the entire time. Can, uh, sure. Yeah, we always talk football on the show. But can we can we have the earliest spring game in college football this year? Because you can be as doom and gloom as you want, and it will be that way after a six and six year. But Teddy, nothing gets everyone back on the same page like a spring game. God, Jaden Gibson looked pretty good out there on that 78-yard touchdown catch. My, I don't know, man. I kind of think this offense is going to turn it around and be the best in the sport this year. Yeah, All the optimism well, is always high after the spring game. It's lovely. Uh, absolutely, especially when you got a young, hot quarterback coming into town uh, like we do with the Arnold kid. So there will be plenty of conversation. One more from the 918. Six and six. After all the sunshine pumping leading up to the season by this station is just embarrassing. Unfortunately, it is going to get worse. I'm sorry that you are uh, embarrassed about our optimism heading into the season. <laughs> What's going to get worse, the sunshine pumping uh, or the record? Oh, both. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> just embarrassing is what it is. Right. I love that text. Let me tell you uh, how much embarrassment I have for it. Uh, it there could, it's absolute zero, none. There's none there at all. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Continue to set, send the text six five one three four three nine. Hanging out the falls at Brookhaven today. Stay tuned. Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. 
The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Don't miss this year's Moore's Old Town Christmas Parade of Lights, Saturday, December 3rd. Kick off your Christmas season. Him in it, I mean, and he reposted. I don't know, maybe it was a scheduled tweet, but it, it was it was weird. I do agree with that. I don't know what's yeah. going on there. Um, so not Theo Wee. So who's your under-the-radar player? By the way, text line, my, uh, uh, you can interact with this as well. My under-the-radar player uh, for the uh, football game from Saturday night in Lubbock against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, uh-huh. uh, f- who finished the season 7-5, and five, is one Dan Stutzman. Really? Stutzman. Let the team in tackles. 18 tackles. That is, uh, I know they gave up 51, but it's hard to turn your nose up at 18 tackles. Uh, I thought he played well. Um, what did he do well outside of tackling someone 18 plays out of, in, in the game? Uh, I, he did a lot of things well. He wasn't perfect out there. Um, I thought he was good in underneath zone coverage for a big portion of the game. Um, he was a good blitzer. He was bringing pressure on the quarterback. Uh, he was getting guys lined up. He was trying to make the best of the running play where our defensive end kept misfitting the um, the puller, what seemed like every single time they ran the counter back to that side. Uh, I, I thought he played a good game. thought he played a good game. And uh, I think that his last run of three – or, yeah, three games, West Virginia, State, and then Tech, he hit another gear. Doug and he's Norman, going, Doug and Norman he's says going to be excellent tackles next year. and how many blown assignments. <laughs> Doug's not buying it on the text line. You know the beauty of it? I don't need Doug to buy it. Doug, please text in your under-the-radar player. Um Tyler didn't ask you. He asked me. I did ask the text the... line. I technically did okay. ask Doug. So, well, let's see who's who. Doug's under the radar player is okay. because it's hard to come out with anyone that you feel just unbelievable about in a fifty-one uh, forty-eight loss. Whenever you led the game, what twenty-four to six? Yeah, uh, my so. my under the radar player is the guy who had the highest QBR on the team on Saturday. You know, but you uh, happen to know who that is? Who had the highest QBR at a ninety-four? Uh, Stoops. Drake Stoops, one for one, thirteen yards. Dylan Gabriel was co-offensive player of the week in the Big Twelve. Yet Drake Stoops had a higher QBR than him. But Drake Stoops had he had a good night, man. Six receptions for fifty-five yards and. It was on the verge of being a whole lot better. Um, he carried a defender, defenders on that, that play. Was nice. Did he score on that? Ooh, it was pretty close. I don't know. It was really close to scoring. And then I thought it was a blown call when they tried to throw the go ball to him, and I thought he got grabbed from behind. But Drake Stoops, my under-the-radar player, I thought he played well, and it was really close to being even better. Six catches, uh, you'll, well, you'll take that out of him all day. Tell me what, the, uh, what it looked like on the television broadcast. I thought he got lit up before the ball was there on that one over on the Tech sideline. I mean, um, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, bang, yeah. bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, I forgot about that play. Um, 
I just feel like that's normally called. And how many times yeah. have we said that this year? You know, um, I, I think it was really close, but in the moment it looked like he got hit before. It feels like 80% of the time there's a flag that's thrown on that play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, no, it's, I, yeah. Unfortunately, this year, 75% of the time, the um, it's gone against us. Like, if you want to call it a 50-50, like sometimes that gets called, sometimes it doesn't. Um, the officials uh, routinely screw each team over and over on the spot of the ball. Well, this season, it's... Um, it's been pretty one-sided. I, I, I've been waiting all year for Brent Venables to go Matt Campbell on someone on the sidelines, the officiating crew, but it yeah. just hasn't it hasn't happened. I've been yeah. waiting on it. If Matt Campbell was the head coach here, he would have lost his mind about 15 times this season. Yeah. Maybe more yeah. than that. 15 times a game. 15 times a game. Under the radar. So, okay. Uh, uh, under the radar players, Stutzman and Drake Stoops. Yeah. Nice. Text line says, under the radar player, the referees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, under the radar player, the deep snapper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Under the radar, R. Mason Thomas and Gentry Williams. What about C.J. Colden? I think he had two PBUs in the game. He seems like he's playing pretty well here down yeah. the stretch. He had, he had two PBUs, and he had 12 tackles. Um. He's playing good, man. He's playing really good. I would. Uh, he's, he's, I, a, I would very he's a much bright like, spot moving forward. I, I, I hope he comes back next season. Probably be in his best interest, I think. I, but I hope he does. Yeah. Guess you never know. I mean, he didn't really break into the lineup for like consistency until the second half of the year, and he's been great. Would he end up with four interceptions, something like that? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, and the most impressive one of the year. Hmm. Very nice. Under the Radar Player brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. we got a couple of minutes here, um, so let's get to the coaching carousel that was wild over the weekend, man. Wisconsin hires Luke Fickle. Nebraska hires Matt Rule. Apparently, Auburn's going to hire Hugh Freeze. David Shaw at Stanford resigns. Kelly, uh, Kenny Dillingham cries at the podium. He's back at his alma mater at ASU. Colorado apparently offers Deion Sanders. Deion actually confirmed that today. Who knocked it out of the park, though? Who made the better hire? Wisconsin with Luke Fickle or Nebraska with Matt Rule? I like both of those. I like both of them. Um... I think I think Nebraska, just because I, I think Nebraska was in more desperation than Wisconsin. Oh, was. there ain't no doubt about that. That's 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 a hundred percent. Nebraska had to make a good hire, and they got the best job or the best guy, I believe, for that job that you could have picked. Maybe. If you could have hand selected from any play, any coaches, coaches anywhere, he's he's going to be great there, man. He is such, he's so different than Scott Frost. It's ridiculous. Oh, Scott that's Frost what Nebraska fans were saying today. And, yeah, like just yeah. the just the press conference, they were all like, "Oh wow, this is not Scott Frost at all." Oh my gosh, this guy's personable. Yeah, um, that is that's going to be so huge. I mean. You've heard me talk about this before. I, I would watch him in pregame, and his pregame routine is he like just walks laps around the field, and 
would talk to no less than 200 people whenever he's walking around the field. Talks to the security people. Talks to the janitors. Talks to the, you know, the coaches on the other team, players on the other team. He'll walk by and talk to some of the fans that got there early and are in the stands. Just absolutely the most personable person you could ever come across, and that's a far cry from what Frost was. And maybe there's reasons there for that uh, that I don't know of, but it's just going to be a massive difference there. And this is the this is really the first like home run hire that I can think that they've made. Yeah, I mean, we 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 it, it felt like uh, Frost was a home run hire at the time because he picked Nebraska over Florida. Right. Florida really wanted him. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. with you, I, but it it felt at the time like dang. Nebraska got a home run higher here. But I'm with you on Matt Rule. Matt Rule's already 1-0 uh, in Lincoln, by the way, because what was the scuttlebutt for the previous week and a half? Well, Matt Rule is kind of telling him, eh, I don't know, I might just take a year off from football. No wonder he got that eight-year, uh, $72 million contract. Yeah. He played that one well, didn't he? I don't know, guys. I may just take a year off football. Okay, okay, okay. Here's eight years, $72 million. Okay, that works. Let's just go ahead and do that. I'll come be your coach. <laughs> Brilliant. You think it went like this? Well, Matt, how would you like to be the next head coach <laughs> at the University of Nebraska? Oh, I don't know. I got another guy on the line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. I think that's exactly yeah. He was at a he was at a garage and everything while that was happening. <laughs> Rest in peace, Lou Brown. You got uh, you got. Uh, tires coming off in the background yeah i think that's a home run hire but i think luke fickle at wisconsin is going to be great too so yeah apparently yeah. nebraska is going to hire uh marcus satterfield the oc at south carolina and his past two games have been awesome but south carolina fans are ready to can him after that loss to missouri a few weeks ago my how things can quickly change when you upset a really good tennessee team and upset clemson for the first time in a long time your situation, Marcus Satterfield's situation has dramatically changed. Good for him. I was just thrilled to see South Carolina win that game and improve to eight and four on the season. Uh, they finished third there in the SEC East, but after you beat Tennessee at five and Clemson at eight to end the year. That Missouri and Florida game, those two games, like have to make you just oh, yeah. want to pull your hair out. They got out. pounded by Florida, too, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Yikes. Yep. Uh, Florida, 6-6 six and six football team on the year, and you figure South Carolina was going to win Missouri and, and that one. Um, but, hey, it all evens out in the, in the end, I guess. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next here from the Falls of Brookhaven. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. The Lander's Tire event starts right now. at. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Oh, um, I got to start with, and we just mentioned it in that last 
that last segment, but South Carolina beating Clemson and doing it on the road. I love seeing Spencer Rattler light up the cigar in the locker room, right? The dude took all kinds of heat here. He took all kinds of heat at times throughout the season there at South Carolina. But in the last two weeks, do you see his numbers? Well, I think going into those past those last two weeks, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. I feel like that flipped around after these last two games. Yeah, he, he had, I think, nine touchdowns and just under 1,000 yards Man, passing good for him. in the last two weeks. So um, that was absolutely incredible. I saw this story, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, I've talked quite a bit about Tua and how I've been pulling for him. Just, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I thought that he was attacked way too quickly. And, um, you know, everyone just kind of piled on him. And there's a story that came out about his confidence was obviously in the tank, was thinking about quitting. And then Mike McDaniel got hired. And Mike McDaniel made a 700-play highlight film of Tua making great plays and, and doing great things to bring his confidence back. That's cool. Took the time to make a 700-play film, which uh, I thought was, uh, was awesome. And then I had to ask you, is it cringe – for Dak Prescott to have himself as his phone screensaver? Yes, I saw that as well. Someone <laughs> zoomed in. The internet doesn't miss anything. Never. Yeah, I mean, uh, y- yes, yeah. No, okay, now if it's like you and your wife on your wedding day or a vacation, sure. like that, that's cool. Like I, I, I have that, actually. Um, but you as – that, that, that is really weird. It's very weird, actually. Very, very weird. Very weird. Uh, I thought that was funny. And uh, we obviously we, we touched on the Michigan Ohio State game briefly. Uh, what a statement! Wait, are is Michigan allowed to play on Saturday, or are all their players suspended for the entirety that's, of the first quarter since they planted the yeah, flag? At uh, that's where I'm going Madison with this Stadium. thing. Uh, where's the pearl clutching over the uh, the planting of the flag at the 50 yard line? Did uh, Herb Street come out in tears and demand uh, an apology from Michigan? No. You know why? Because Michigan is a rival, and they would all tell him to stick it you know where. Okay? Uh, I thought Harbaugh's response was great. Did you hear what he said? Uh, he wants to put the flag in their uh, museum. Yep. <laughs> no, it's great. And he's been, you know, for a guy that we've made fun of a lot, the past two years have been awesome. And what did he made the uh, Ryan Day was born on third base comment, I think, last yeah. year. Um, good for him, man. Good for him. Brag it, brag it up while you can. Ohio State fans are ready to fire Ryan Day after the uh, game. By the way, they think, and, and you know what? Like all of our preseason suspicions about them came true once again in the Michigan game. Okay, they're great offensively, but can they stop anybody? Can they win the line of scrimmage against a program like Michigan for the second year in a row? They got blasted, man, blasted, completely out physical. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's um, is Ryan Day Lincoln Riley two Maybe with the way that he constructs football teams. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I don't know. USC's defense right now is turning, uh, forcing turnovers at 
just an unbelievable rate. So they are. They are. They're definitely contributing. And the last thing that I've got, I love it. Terrell Owens still has it. Uh, knocked out some poor guy outside of a CVS uh, in California somewhere. Jeez, nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gosh. All right. Someone started a fight with him, came up on him, put their hands up, and uh, T.O. showed some boxing skills. And a little, little straight left sent the guy tumbling to the ground. I got a few here. First, did you see uh, Caleb Williams' fingernails on Saturday? Yeah, I yeah. did. How about um, that? In case huh? you didn't see it. His uh, fingernails on his right hand had the F-bomb, and his fingernails on his left hand said ND. They were playing Notre Dame on Saturday. He wrote on his fingernails how he feels about the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, it's edgy, Tyler. It's edgy. How about that? It's your Pete Davidson. Uh, He played well. Thing out there or something. (laughs) Um, My next one is, boy, there's a lot of uh, mad Oklahoma State fans right now. Spencer Sanders didn't play on Saturday, which I thought was interesting, but I guess he posted on his Instagram page of like almost like a goodbye, like a cryptic goodbye post to OSU. Yeah. You feel like he's going to be back next year? No, I don't. I've heard that he's going into the transfer portal. Yeah. Now, I – I don't think I – I'm trying to remember who told me that. It was someone that knows some things, but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like any deep inside information. Um, they just felt like uh, he's probably going to transfer somewhere, not go to the NFL, but transfer, which, you know, is interesting. And I, I can understand that. He's been there a long time. Change of scenery could maybe do him some good. Uh, I don't know where that destination might be, but – I, what, what can you say? I, you guys put a ton of time in there. Yeah. Uh, last one I have, and I got some uh, similar scuttle, uh, but, re- but regarding mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson, it was uh, a text. My Texas buddy said uh, he heard they are trying to get Bijan an eight to ten million dollar package to stay at Texas next season. <laughs> Which I don't nice. doubt that for one second, but I'm like, eh, he may make more than that in the NFL next year if he decides to declare. But. Dude. Let me just tell you something. If if they if I had an opportunity to continue to drive a Lamborghini and make eight million dollars cash guaranteed money for staying in college and only get twelve carries a game, yeah, life would be good. There is no decision to be made on that deal. The NFL can wait. That's awesome. You have to deal with the homeless in Austin, but, yeah, I guess fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, that's true. It, throw, have them throw in a security Tough detail. to get to that Lambo each morning when there's uh, five homeless people uh, huddled around your car. <laughs> but, yeah, otherwise that would be awesome. Wow. All right, good stuff. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number two next here from the Falls of Brookhaven. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the Ref. 
From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for OU while seeking above average returns. Boyd Street Venture supports OU in Oklahoma by creating economic opportunities for students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Boyd Street Ventures invests in innovative startups by providing initial investments, strategic guidance, operational support, and help in raising additional capital to launch a company. Boyd Street Ventures can help you through the process of Sooners and Powering Sooners and investing in OU innovation. For more info, go to BoydStreetVentures.com. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you this hour of the rush as we go to the Air Cover Solutions text line. Interesting question. It says, serious question, is Dylan Gabriel going to be the second team All-Big 12 quarterback? After thinking about it a few minutes, I think he might be. Kansas State, are they going to put Adrian Martinez or Will Howard in front of him at second team? I mean, both of them played about half the season, right? You're not taking upper deckers from Iowa State. You're not taking anybody from West Virginia. Jalen Daniels was out half the year, right? Spencer Sanders was out several games. You're not taking Blake Shapin. Tech played three quarterbacks. You're not putting Quinn Ewers there. So I, I think Dylan Gabriel might be your second team. All Big 12 quarterback behind Max Duggan. Yeah, he might be. I mean, statistically, he's the guy that that deserves to be there. Um, you know, threw for just under 3,000 yards, uh, 24 touchdowns to just the six interceptions. There's no one else that's anywhere close to that. Hunter Deckers is the next closest, uh, obviously after Duggan, who's number one at 19 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So... I mean, he's the clear, he's the clear guy for that spot. Now, I guess my my one pushback, and I don't know when they name it, but if if Will Howard starts and pulls off the win, maybe. Well, he's going to start. Or, he started last week against KU. I'd be shocked if he didn't yeah. uh, this week. If, if like his numbers have been fantastic, whenever he's he's started and played, um, like. I, I don't know. That would be the only other guy that I would I would say. Like no one else jumped out and took it. Can we get Kevin Wilson back from Ohio State? Says the nine one eight. I wonder if he's in line I, for that Cincinnati, Cincinnati job. Cincinnati. That's I've heard his name thrown around there. Um, um, I yeah. I I don't know. I the answer is no. Um, we've got an offensive coordinator who um, did a really good job this year. And I think we're going to stick with that. Uh, but I think Kevin Wilson is, I don't know, he may be content to stay there at Ohio State in the I'm sure he's making, he's, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a nice life there right now, I think, with how much money he's making. Yeah, yeah he's doing yeah. all right. What do you think about Matt Campbell to Cincinnati, maybe? I haven't thought about that. That is interesting. I think Cincinnati's a better job than Iowa State, especially now that they're about to join the Big 12. I yeah. would heavily consider that if I, if I was Matt Campbell. And historically, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's been a better football program than, than Iowa State has. Not by leaps and bounds, but Cincinnati's been to a playoff. They were in an Orange Bowl um, at one point. Like The best bowl game I was, uh, Iowa State's ever been to is a COVID Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. It's a better, better gig. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. Stay tuned.